Hey, John. We are both younger brothers. Would you say it was a privilege to suffer the torment from your older brother? Nope, not at all. Coming up on the Bible Story Podcast, we learn that it is a privilege to suffer for Christ. That seems really backwards. Is, is suffering a privilege? Hello, and my name is Raiden. And he over there is John. Yes, I am. I guess. <laughs> and this is the Bible Story Podcast. All right. Before we get a bunch a bunch of messages or mean messages from our brothers or calls or... Yeah, right. Know, yeah. Right. Okay. Our brothers did not cause like us suffering even close to the stories of what we'll hear today. No. But that said, we both have stories. You know, uh, my brother taught me to whistle. You know, he would, he would pinch the skin on my chest and say, whistle. And he wouldn't let go until I whistled. Now that we're both in our 40s, well, he's, he's stopped doing that. <laughs> but he taught you how to whistle. But he taught me how to whistle. <laughs> okay, my brother once, uh, he scared me so bad. Okay, oh so we'd goodness. gone to a scary movie earlier in that night, and we had to share a bed because I think there was company over or something. Or you're and, just scared. <laughs> I, w- I was like solidly 19 at this <laughs> point in time. <laughs> so I was 19, he's 20. I'm not, oh, anyway, buddy. So... Um, we'd gone to a scary movie earlier that night and, and he woke me up in the middle of the night by like, <sighs> like breathing oh really heavily over me. And I freaked out so bad that I fell out of bed and he laughed hysterically at me. So, That's, yeah. that is kind of funny. It was, it's funny now, but yeah. I was, I had a heart attack in the moment. You know, you and I are both younger brothers, Braden. Yeah, we are. And as a result, we have a lot of stories uh, about our older brothers that, yeah kind of make them look awful especially when we tell the story it, yeah it's true yeah. but also truth be told you know we've done the same we've passed it on we've done the same thing to we other have. people. we have you now bug me i do you're welcome <laughs> still don't know how to whistle <laughs> well i'm gonna teach you so we've we've passed it on to our younger cousins our siblings our friends you know how we learned from the past yeah same things or different things uh and you know, we have been kind of mean at times. And so to all the people, to my younger sister and all the others that, you know, we have tormented like our older brothers did to us, we are sorry. Please forgive us. John, I'm sorry for tormenting you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Let's carry on. Okay. Let's give a little bit of background to our story today because it's about counting it as a privilege to suffer for Christ. That's a big topic. Yeah. It's a very big t- topic. So... um. Peter and John had healed a disabled man, and then they were arrested, but then were released and warned by the religious leaders, actually threatened, yeah. not to teach about Jesus anymore. And then they you know, go back to their believers where they had all prayed together, and then they resolved to not listen to the threats of the religious leaders and to continue on and speak boldly about Christ. Right. They prayed that they would continue to be bold and that God would give more signs and miracles to the people. Yeah. In chapter two, uh, you know, in the book of Acts, we learned that about 3,000 people had become believers in Christ. Then in chapter four, we see that the group had grown to 5,000. Incredible things were happening. Momentum was building. Yeah. So Luke, the author of Acts, he makes special mention of how all the believers shared their possessions and money and supported each other. they they even sold and sold land and brought that money to the group to help support the work that was being done specifically the sharing of the of the message about Jesus mm-hmm. 
Last week, we heard a story about Ananias and Sapphira selling, you know, some of their property and then lying about giving the whole amount, and it did not end well for them. No, they kind of... <laughs> they died. Yeah. <laughs> Which, so that all, all of that brings us to today's story. But before we begin, I have to remind us about the believer's prayer after Peter and John were released from prison. All right? So this is what they prayed. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. That's quite a prayer. Yeah, it, very. And? Well, God answered their prayer. You know, <laughs> He really okay. did. So listen to how the story starts. I'll All read right. Acts chapter 5, verses 12 to 14. Okay. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. Uh, right there, answered. Prayer answered. Prayer answered. Okay. And then all of the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. Did mm. I get that right? Yeah, I think you nailed it. <laughs> but no one else dared to join them, even though all of the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed that and were brought to the Lord crowds of both men and women. Yeah, I can... I really can only imagine the buzz around Jerusalem. Why I'm, buzz? Was there bees around Jerusalem? Well, potentially, but I mean, people were talking. Like, <laughs> oh, that people I get were it. talking about the apostles, but more importantly, about the about Jesus, and and they were giving careful consideration about him possibly being the Messiah. Mm. Like, I don't know, Brayton. The atmosphere in the city must have been just electric. People yeah. were, people were even bringing their sick into the streets so they could be healed. But check this out. They, they just brought them into the streets so Peter's shadow, just his shadow, could pass over the sick people. And what's astounding is those sick people were healed. Hmm. They were healed. It, it, was, it was incredible. The entire city knew about what the apostles were teaching, and they knew about the power of Christ and, and healing. That's it's unbelievable. Okay, but also it wasn't just Jerusalem that was a buzz. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, the word was spreading, and people in the surrounding villages were also bringing the sick to the apostles for healing. The talk was all about Jesus and what the apostles were doing and teaching. It was, it was stunning. <laughs> I like your word choice, stunning. Thank you. That's almost as good as my word, buzz. <laughs> it needed to be a, a poignant word. Yes. Um. See if we can get some more of those in here. You know, we have we have seen this song and dance before. We've seen this kind of play out before. Yeah. But this time, I, I have to say, it's more magnificent. Ooh. Yeah. And and you might predict the religious leaders. You know, well, they're jealous. Hmm. They're just they're super jealous. Actually, they they arrest the apostles and they put them in public jail. Yeah, I think like to jump off the jealousy, they must have been like right mad. Oh, furious! Because like they had killed Jesus, and yeah. so they would have they would have assumed like, woohoo, we won, we won, and we're gonna kill like this, this is movement gonna end. is done. Yeah, but it's now just it's getting out of hand. It's exploding. It's a yeah. buzz. <laughs> it is a buzz. <laughs> okay, but so the 
apostles are in, in public jail and then God is like, nope, that's not what I want. This is not part of my plan. So was that, I, was that scripture or was that just you? No, it was me at, at ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't, nope. I don't think God says that. <laughs> nope. Nope. That's not happening. <laughs> okay. So an angel is sent at night and opens the prison and releases the apostles and tells Hold them. Hold up. Hold up. Say that again. An angel is sent at night and opens the prison and releases the apostles. That's crazy. That is crazy. I've never seen an angel, nor have I ever been in prison. But if I am in prison, good. I really want to see an angel. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. It's two good clarifying things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. God's, I mean, it's like sweet that apostles are doing all this stuff. And I love it because the apostles are doing it all through the power of God. Right. Like at no time are they like absent of him or no. there's like, it's like in every story, in every chapter in Acts, it's the apostles doing something, but mm-hmm. always through God. Yes. It's yeah. great. So the angel comes, he opened, or the angel, they open the, the gates and, and they tell the apostles to go back to the temple and just keep preaching, which is precisely what the apostles did. I got to say, I would have loved to see the faces of the religious leaders when they mm-hmm. found out the apostles were not in jail, but back in the temple preaching. I got to say, their jaws must have been like on the floor and they were just shocked in disbelief of like, yeah. you're, you're, what? This has a little bit of the classic like British humor feel, you know, when there's like the picture of a hallway and then like the good guys and the bad guys are running from door to door. A little bit, yeah. It's like, like Scooby-Doo, classic. That's sure, what it reminds yeah. me of. Um, so it's a, this is a great part of the story. Okay, let me read this. Okay. So, Acts chapter 5, 21 to 27, it says this. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple you know, as they were told and immediately began teaching when the high priests and his official officials had arrived, they convened the high council, the full assembly of the elders of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought from the jail for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported the jail was securely locked and the guards were standing outside. But when we opened the gates, no one was there. Just pause for a minute. Imagine that's. I would have been so scared to report that. Oh yeah, tail between their legs for sure. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, this could be the end of me. <laughs> okay, continuing on. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priests heard this, they were perplexed, wondering, you know, where it would all end. Then someone arrived with startling news: the men you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the people. The captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without violence, for they were afraid the people would stone them. Then they brought the apostles before the high council where the high priest confronted them. Oh, man. Like, this, this is getting crazy. So the high priest and the rest of the religious leaders are starting to realize just how powerful these men this are. This is a tense moment. Yeah, this is really intense. And, and they are at a loss of what to do apart from giving them another warning uh, warning and more threats, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to riot, but yeah. they can't have this uprising. Like we said, 5,000 like 5, were accounted amongst the believers. And so there'd be large crowds. Large crowds, but even more are interested yeah. and probably more since then yeah. have joined that group. So like the, the growth of these early believers, the numbers of them are, is, is just astounding. Mm-hmm. So the apostles responded to them saying that they must, meaning responding to the religious leaders, Mm -hmm. saying they must obey God and continue to preach about Jesus and that the religious leaders were responsible, get this, 
they were responsible for Jesus' death. So not only are they not listening to him, but they're like, and you killed the guy that everybody wants here right now. Yeah. So the religious leader said, stop. And the apostle said, nope. Yep. That's me paraphrasing. Again. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, obviously the apostles' response made the religious leaders furious and they wanted to kill all the apostles like right then and there. Yeah. And, and they would have killed him mm-hmm. if it weren't if it were not for a well-respected member of the high council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel. And I think I said that wrong, but we're just going to roll with it. Now, he was an expert in religious law and respected by all the people. He stood up and ordered that the men be sent out, uh, sent outside the council chamber for a while. Then he said to his colleagues, Men of Israel, take care what you are planning to do to these men. Some time ago, there was that fellow Thetis, who pretended to be someone great. About 400 others joined him, but he was killed. And all, of his, all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at, that, at the time of the census, there was Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he was killed too. And all his, all his followers were scattered. So my advice is leave these men alone. Let them go. If they are planning and doing these things merely on their own, they will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. So that was Acts chapter 5, verses 34 through 39. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Very, like, really good advice. Yeah, really good advice. You know, he can be on my team any time of the yeah. day. So, okay, the other religious leaders, you know, they, they accepted his advice, advice, it seemed wise. And so they ordered the apostles to be flogged, you know, and, and then after they, were war- after they were flogged, then they warned them to not teach about Jesus any longer. Okay, hold up. Yeah. Uh, not everybody's going to know what a f- being flogged means, so mm-hmm. we need to explain it. It was a form of discipline or punishment. Kind of like a whip. Yeah, and it, yeah, it was awful. Yeah. And, and it was often considered... Um, a substitute for the penalty of death. So it was part of the law that a Jewish flogging was being whipped as many as 39 times. Uh, the flogging left that person bloody and bruised. Uh, and I'm, I'm just guessing, but I'm, I, I would think it would have taken months and months to recover from yeah. something like that. And today, obviously, flogging violates you know, the law within international human rights. And is and was at the time even the worst punishment apart from death. Yeah, so the apostles, they were released and warned not to preach about Jesus any longer after their flogging. And, and their response, well, it's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah, the, the apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, hard, it's hard to imagine leaving happy yeah. that you could suffer in that way for following Jesus. I mean, who rejoices about the pain they experience, particularly when that pain is from an unjust treatment? Like, yeah, I, I mean, the apostles did. You know, it's, it's crazy. And I, and I agree. It's more than a little crazy. Consider rejoicing about suffering for any reason. Yeah. But think about this. 
the apostles abandoned Jesus after the religious leaders arrested him. You know, John even watched from a safe distance away, but he did nothing to stop it all, nor really could he. You know, standing in front of the religious leaders was their moment. It was their chance to suffer as Christ did. It was their, their second chance. It, it, it sounds crazy, and I mean, it is, but they felt worse about abandoning Christ, you know, previously than they did about the flogging they just received. They had just proven to themselves and to each other that they were willing to die like Christ so, so they and others could share the message about Christ. You know, I, I get it. And you know what? It's no less crazy. It's, <laughs> no. Yes. No. It's, it's astonishing. Yeah. But in some way, Braden, I mm. really do want to be like the apostles. If I ever have to suffer for Christ, I want to be able to say at the end of the day, at the end of my suffering, it's a privilege to suffer for Christ. Mm. That's, you know, our growth tip a few weeks ago, I think, was a dangerous prayer. Mm. That sounds like a dangerous prayer. Uh, I think it might be. <laughs> and, but, I mean, I, I, I agree. I want, I want the same mindset as the apostles. Yeah. You know, I think we have to make note that not all suffering is the same. Mm-hmm. And just like we pointed out earlier, our brothers picked on us for their enjoyment, right? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's not, this, it's not the same. We're, our, the, our suffering with our brothers or at the hands of our brothers was just not the same. No, not the same. But we did do the same things to others, right? And all that kind of suffering is not the same in any way, shape, or form as the apostles, but no. it's still not that pleasant, right? Nor were we suffering for Christ at the hands of our brothers. Okay, so the illustration is breaking down very quickly, yes. but hear me out, all right? Okay. Uh, you might have to suffer other things as a result of sharing the story about Jesus, right? You, you might get teased at school, you might lose a friend. Or you might even get bullied, none of which are the same as a flogging, mm-hmm. but all are still suffering in, in some manner. Right. They, okay, I can see your point. I, I, I mean, I think we need to answer a question really quick, though. You know, why could they, you know, the, the apostles or, or our listeners or us even, you know, why, why would there be happiness when, you know, there's they're suffering in sharing the message about Jesus? Right. Um, well, thinking about the, the apostles, yeah. because of their previous response to Jesus, um, of abandoning him, mm. suffering and death, and because, well, because simply this, they know all the incredible good that God was doing mm. when people heard the good news about Jesus. Uh, people were getting healed, Braden, and, and then they were putting their faith in Jesus Christ as the Messiah as the person who could save them from, you know, hell yeah. <laughs> and, and bring them to heaven. This knowledge, I have to believe, was, was just tremendously motivating and, and made all of the suffering that they experienced worth it. Well, that's well said. You know, it, it then becomes a privilege to suffer for Christ. I think so. Growth tip time! Growth tip time!
Hey, John, guess what? Uh, what's that? A growth tip is a way that we can all grow in a relationship <laughs> with Christ. In case, in case you said, didn't know. Ha, ha, have we said that before? <laughs> Some of the questions we have received are about learning to love and live for God. It's true. We love the people that matter to us. You know, they matter to us because we invest time and energy and emotion in them for their good. It's no different than, or it's no different with God. That's right. You know, the more we care about the things that God cares about, mm -hmm. the more we put time and energy into those things, the more we want to love and live for God. Hmm. We, we see this within the apostles. The more they resolve to share the message, message about Jesus, the more time and energy and emotion they put into it, the more they want to love and live for God. Our tip is simply this. All right. Share the message about Jesus. Count the cost to do it anyway. There is a tremendous number of people who need Christ, but don't know him yet. They need, they need Jesus. So simply this, share the message about him. I like that tip. Simple, easy, but the most important. Yeah. It's awesome. You guys are the best. Share this podcast with a friend or a family member. Hey, send us your questions on Instagram at Bible Story Pod. We'd love to make them part of our episodes. We are praying for you as you share the message about Jesus. Take care. Hey, I have to let you know that I am a little bit nervous about our next episode. Why is that? Okay, well, we're going to be talking about some really important topics that we have not really experienced in our lives. That sounds like a challenge. Stay tuned to find out what that what topics we will be covering in the next episode of the Bible Story Podcast. <laughs>